I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. I am excited to be able to sit down and record again. I told you guys last time that it was kind of hard to record. We had so much going on. We had a new puppy and um, I'm happy to report that the puppy is settling in nicely and um, she's really calmed down a lot. And I mean, I know she's only three months and from what I read on all the puppy information online is that we're in for a heap of trouble in the next, I don't know, six to 12 months when she's like a teenager puppy, but I'm enjoying her right now. She has uh, settled down and she's just such a little cuddler. When I when I walk over to her, she always just lays down and wants me to rub her belly. She's so sweet. So her name is Mama. She's on my Instagram account. I promise I'm not going to become like a you know, dog Instagram account, but she is super cute. Um, and so that's exciting. We've kind of settled down with her now. Things are getting a little better being able to leave the house and she goes in her crate, no problem. And um, able to do all those things such as sit down right now to record a podcast because she's sleeping in her crate. Um, so life is good. And, um, you know, like I said, things have kind of shifted over here with the ministry. And I have just been so blessed to be doing so much in like real life uh, ministering to women these days. And I'm super excited about that. But I still do want to get on this podcast, you know, every Friday if I can, or, um, you know, just as I can and still want to use the platform that God has given me here at Simply Living for Him, however he sees fit, however that looks each day. So today, I wanted to give this kind of special Easter message. I was thinking this morning about the cross and the gospel and the power of the resurrection and how exciting it is to celebrate um, this Easter, this Sunday, you know, resurrection day to celebrate um, Jesus and his life and his death and his resurrection and the good news and what that means for us. And, you know, how much I don't want it to be just a day that we celebrate. Like, this is something that we should constantly remind ourselves of and um, just be excited about. We're doing a Philippians study, Bible study in my church um, that I'm leading on Wednesday evenings for women. And one of the uh, verses last night, we were just in Philippians chapter 3, and um, it was just... Uh, talking about, you know, our prize. Our prize uh, is God himself. And, you know, just talking about, you know, we had this great conversation about what we believe about death really determines how we live. 
And I think as Christians, like we know the gospel, we know um, that we are going to heaven. We were talking last night in the chapter three of Philippians, it talks about being citizens of heaven. Um, But does that really like permeate our soul each day? Like, do we really live as citizens of heaven? Do we really live uh, knowing about uh, or thinking about what is to come, that this life is not all there is. Because, I mean, like, quite frankly, we get more excited about our earthly experiences, or we eagerly anticipate things here on earth way more than we eagerly anticipate what is to come. And that is someday a new body, a new earth, a new life in Christ forever. And so, you know, we don't think about eternity. We think about the things of this earth all the time. And what a freeing life to live if you are setting your mind above and you're setting your mind on eternity because it shapes and changes the way you live here. You know, I said to the ladies last night, like, it is so exciting when you think about what is to come. Yet, why don't we live with that excitement? We get more excited about, you know, the new Netflix series coming out, or we get more excited about the vacation we're going on this summer than we do about our eternal life with Jesus. And so it just shifts your perspective. And so as we approach Easter, I just wanted to sit down today and kind of like, let's talk about the gospel because it changes everything. I read a book years ago. It's called um, The Gospel Primer or Primer, however you want to say it. And it ta- it's a tiny little book and it changed my life because it really talks about how we as Christians should be preaching the gospel to ourselves daily. And that is so important to look at the cross daily. And so especially right now, as we're approaching Easter, I really wanted to sit down today and be like, you know, yes, it's exciting that Sunday, you know, we're all going to get dressed up and go to church and you may have your egg hunt or do all these traditional things and celebrate with family. And that's all, you know, well and good. And that's wonderful. But let's not just leave it there on Sunday. Like, what about Monday? Are you going to live with the power of the resurrection in your life every single day? And so, you know, I don't want to leave, you know, Easter there on Sunday and on Monday go back to regular living. Like the power of the cross should change us every single day. It should be so evident in our lives, not just like we're going to go and sing the songs on Easter and then, you know, get the flowers and eat the desserts and eat the candy and do all the things. No, like this is huge. This is what our entire faith is built on, the power of the cross. And so preaching the gospel to yourself daily means every single day, step foot at the foot of the cross. Sit down at the foot of the cross. Look up at Jesus hanging there on the cross. Preach the gospel to yourself that we all fall short of the glory of God, that we are all sinners, that we have no hope in this world or the next without Jesus. But Jesus came and lived a perfect life. He is God's son himself. God sent his son to walk on this earth for 33 years to be a model for us, to see 
what it is like to live a perfect life that we could never live because we all have sin in us. Every single person that is born of flesh has sin in us. It is impossible for us to please God. It is impossible for us to live with God someday as a sinner because God is perfect and God is holy. So God sent his son, Jesus, who was perfect. He was that perfect lamb without blemish, without spot, without sin. And he died a horrific death there on that cross because he was the sacrifice for our sins. The blood had to be shed for our sins so that we could live with God someday forever so that our sins could be wiped away. There is nothing you can do. Hear this. There is nothing you can do to wipe away your sin on your own. You must have Jesus as that perfect sacrificial lamb. And so he sacrificed his life for us on that cross. And the good news is he died this horrific death on the cross, shamed, uh, scorned, beaten, a horrific death, buried in a tomb, and all of his followers, all of his friends, all of his people that were there witnessed this and they mourned. They mourned because he was gone. But what happened on that Sunday, three days later, just as he said he would, he rose from the dead. The tomb was empty. That empty tomb is the greatest news we have. Because he overcame death. Oh, death, where is your sting? Right? God has the victory over death. And because of his resurrection, those who believe will also be resurrected someday. We have no fear in death because of Jesus. And if that doesn't make you want to fall on your knees and worship him, then just revisit that gospel. I mean, it, it should bring us to our knees when we realize what he did. And without him, there is nothing that you can do to earn God's favor. You don't earn your way into heaven. You don't do good things to try to earn anything from God. It is not something that you have to try harder for. Um, and that's good news, right? Like we might feel like, well, if I could just try harder to stop sinning, if I could just try harder to be a good person, like that's the opposite of the gospel. The gospel is that you don't do a thing. That you can, in fact, do a thing, but believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. But here's the thing. Once you truly believe that and surrender, and you may say, like, logically, this doesn't make human sense. But I do believe and trust, and I'm going to take that step of faith and say, 
okay, I, I, I believe that Jesus died for me. That's literally all you have to do. Open up your heart and surrender. You can surrender all your logic and even say, humanly, this makes no sense. But I'm going to trust because when you take that step, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in you and you begin a lifelong, hear me on that, it's a lifelong, it's not a one moment in time, a lifelong sanctification process of becoming more like Christ and becoming holy. But it's a process. And he begins in that moment to transform you from the inside out. See, many of us have it backwards. We're trying to transform ourselves from the outside in. We're like, if I just follow these rules, if I just do these things, if I just wear these clothes, if I just go to church every week, if I just say this prayer, if I just do all these things, if I just serve more, if I just try harder. And that is not the gospel. That's a false gospel. Those things, what you wear, how you behave, your attitude, your actions, your behaviors, your acts of service, those things are what God does in you as a result of your belief and your faith. Those are evidences of the power working in you. See, when I first became a Christian, I remember clear as day thinking, well, now I need to do things differently. I'm going to have to just start dressing different and talking different and saying things different and thinking different and doing different and hanging out with different people and not watching that on TV. And, and yes, those things were all true. But I had it wrong when I was thinking, I have to stop doing these things. Because what it really was, was the Holy Spirit convicting me to stop doing those things. So when it's coming from the power of the Spirit at work in you, then you're naturally going to have your mind transformed and how you think is transformed, which then in turn um, affects how you behave, the things you say, what you watch, who you hang out with, what you do. But it's not the other way around. You aren't going to be with God forever in heaven because of who you hang out with. You aren't going to be with God forever in heaven because of what you watch on TV. You aren't going to be with God forever in heaven because of what you wear. It is because of Jesus. And because of Jesus... Like I said, it's a journey and a sanctification process, and he slowly will transform you so that you don't desire the things of this world, and you naturally may start to think different, act different, talk different, do different things. The things that you do, the acts of service, whether it's serving in your community, serving your family, serving at church, you know, whatever you do, those are things you do because he compels you to do them. Not because you're trying to impress God. Oh my goodness, you can't. It says it in the Bible, you know, Paul says it. it's all like um, rubbish. All the things he did when he was trying as a, a pre-encounter um, with Jesus, he was, he was this, um, he had this zeal, right, for God as a, as a Jewish student, and he knew everything. Uh, he knew it all. He knew what he was supposed to do. But all of that was rubbish, was trash, was 
garbage in the eyes of the Lord because he didn't have Jesus behind the doing. So if you're serving, thinking that I just got to do more to earn God's favor, I just got to do more. That's not the gospel. I would love nothing more than this Easter Sunday for every single person who is listening to this, every single person who hears this, to have a fresh new encounter with the Lord, whether you've been going to church your whole life because that's your tradition, whether you've been going to church your whole life because that's what you think you're supposed to do, or whether you've never set foot in a church. All of us need to have that fresh encounter where we say, yes, Lord, it is all because of you. Sometimes we can go to church our whole lives and we're not experiencing God's power in us. We're going to church because we think we're supposed to, or we feel guilty if we don't, or we feel like, well, I'm a good person if I do. I go to church on Sunday because I want to go and worship the Lord with my fellow sisters and brothers in Christ. And if I don't go because I'm sick or we have something else going on with the family or for whatever reason, that doesn't earn a strike against me from God. It's not what we do. It's what Jesus did. And all the things that we do are just a response to what Jesus did. They are not going to earn us anything. So everyone who listens to this is at a different place in their walk with the Lord. I would hope that there are people who stumble across this that have never even known the gospel because maybe this will be the time where you're going to say, wow, I want to know more. And if that's you, Reach out to me. You can leave me a voicemail at anchor.fm slash simplelivingforhim. You can email me at karen at simplelivingforhim.com. You can find me on social media and message me. I'll send you a Bible. I will chat with you. I will do whatever it takes to make sure you hear the gospel clearly. If you're somebody who's like, Karen, I've walked with the Lord my whole life. I know all this. Then go share it with somebody else. Because the world needs Jesus. What better gift to give the world at Easter than Jesus? To hear the gospel. Time is short. We never know what the next moment brings. The world needs Jesus. We look around. We look at the news. We look at the headlines. We get discouraged. We're like, oh my goodness, the world is upside down. Guess what? We have the solution. It's Jesus. Because if people are truly walking with the power of the Spirit and walking with Jesus, we're not going to have all these problems we have in this world. Right? So the only solution is Jesus. If you're somebody who's listening to this and you're like, yeah, I've gone to church my whole life. I know all this, but wow, in the past year, I've kind of just strayed away or I've been trying to earn favor or I've been trying to serve my way to heaven or I've just kind of lost track. I haven't read my Bible. I haven't prayed. I haven't sat with the Lord. Then this is the moment. This is the moment to say, Holy Spirit, please come in. Holy Spirit, I want to be transformed. If you're listening to this, turn your palms up. Put your palms up so that your hands are open and just say, Lord, I open my hands. I let go of me. I want all that you have to offer. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and begin to transform me inside out. 
It changes everything. The gospel changes everything. But often we get confused. We turn it into a human gospel. We think that's too good to be true. We don't have to do anything. Yes, that's it. I remember the first time I truly heard the gospel. I was about 20 years old. I was um, I was hanging out with a girl who was reading the Bible to me and explain. I mean, I had gone to church my whole life, but I didn't, I didn't ever open a Bible. I didn't know, um, what a relationship with Jesus actually looked like. And she started to tell me these things. And she started to say, do you understand that Jesus died for you and that your sins will be forgiven? And I just thought, well, that's a good story for other people, but like, she doesn't know all the bad things I've done. Like it just felt too good to be true. And there came a time, and I don't have like an exact day where I can say, that's when I got it. But it was during this time period where things started to stir in me. And I started to become, you know, very intrigued by the Bible. And I opened the Bible for the first time in this time period. And I started to read it. And it was alive to me. I was like, it was like God was in the room in that moment speaking to me. And I knew I wanted to know more. I wanted to know about God. I wanted to have this relationship And through that time period, all of a sudden, it started to become crystal clear. And I really got it. I was like, I get it. I get it. I understand. But let me tell you, that was 20 something, 25, seven years ago. And it's still a journey. It's still a process. There have been times where I've kind of gotten in the dark again then you always, you know, go back to the light. And so I want to encourage you that all of us as Christians are on a journey. Even Paul himself was on a journey. Like we can look at Paul who wrote, you know, all those books in the Bible who went from killing Christians to becoming one, who had this amazing encounter with Jesus himself, whose life, whose life was transformed who went through things that most of us will never go through, thrown in jail, beaten, tortured, you know, shipwrecked, all of these things for the cause of Christ, for the gospel. And even Paul was on a journey with the Lord. He didn't arrive until that day he was, you know, uh, finally in glory with God forever. He did not ever arrive here on earth. So none of us are going to get to this point where we're like, I've got it all together now. I am, you know, the, uh, I've gotten to the place where the biggest place I can get in, in my Christianity. No, we're all on a journey. So take heart in that. Don't be discouraged. Don't look to others and say, well, their faith is stronger than mine. Because guess what? God doesn't want us to covet and he doesn't want us to covet somebody else's walk, somebody else's journey. He doesn't want us to do that. And in fact, we're supposed to live in unity with others, not compare to others. So don't look at others and say their faith isn't mine. You know, I wish I had that and they're serving more than me and I should do more. That is a human perspective. Again, you're making it a human gospel. That's a false God. That's the God of yourself because you're comparing to others and you're, you're looking at others and, and, um, wanting what they have or wanting their journey. Your journey with the Lord is intimate and personal. And the God who created the universe and it's so big and so beyond our our comprehension also wants a personal and intimate relationship with you. 
And that sometimes is so hard to wrap your brain around. It's like this God, this all-powerful, all-knowing, magnificent, glorious God who we will bow down before because we can't even, you know, be in his presence without doing that someday. But yet at the same time right now, he wants a personal and intimate relationship with you. And sometimes it doesn't have to make sense. We don't have to logically understand it as humans because in the Bible it says his thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways are not our ways, and we shouldn't try to be like God as a matter of fact, right? We shouldn't try to be like him and we don't have to try to figure him out. We just have to trust and have faith that what he says is true and have trust in his word that it is true and just say, Holy Spirit, I'm ready. Come in and transform me today. Little by little. Not transform me like that person that I see at church on Sunday. No, Lord. Transform me however you see fit. Surrender, submit to him right now. Everything in you that wants to do it on your own, surrender. Everything in you that is saying you have to try harder, trust that there is nothing you can do to earn anything from God. It is the power of the resurrection. Jesus already did everything that you need so that you can be with God. And again, the things that you then do are evidence of not you working or being closer to God. The things that you do are evidence of the power of God working in you. It is not that you are doing things in order to look good to other people or look good to God or to feel good about yourself. You do those things as a response to a great and glorious God who sent his son to die on a cross for you. And he raised him up from the dead, not because of anything you do, but because of who he is and of the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is what we celebrate on Resurrection Sunday, on Easter Sunday. We celebrate Jesus's victory over death. For those who believe in him, we also share in that victory over death. When I was a little girl, I was terrified of dying. When I was a young 20-year-old, I was terrified of dying. I have literally watched the Lord transform my life from the inside out to the point where I look ahead to death, not saying bring it on right now, but if right now something happened, I am so ready because I know without a doubt 100% where I'm going. I don't have a fear of death anymore. And I can say that 100%. I can feel it in my soul so deep down that I know that is only the power of God working in me. That is only his transformation in my heart and in my soul and in my spirit. 
I didn't do that on my own. There are so many other things in my life that I have seen him transform me that I can never take credit for. I can't say, I did that. It's always look what he has done in me. And that is what we celebrate on Easter. Look at what God has done. Jesus rose from the dead. And for those who believe, we will share in that resurrection power. And when you look to the cross and when you remember that resurrection power, it changes everything about how you live here on earth. All of a sudden, all the little things that we worried and stressed about are not so important. All of a sudden, all the things we thought were so big are really not that important. It changes everything when you look to the cross every day. And it's not saying that the things that we experience here on earth aren't important. And the relationships we have and the emotions we have and the ups and the downs and the trials and the struggles, it's not saying they're not important, but we see them for their purpose. We see our life in light of eternity and it changes everything. It changes everything. What you believe about God and what you believe about the resurrection is going to determine how you live. I want to ask you, do you really believe it? I think for a long time, I said I believed it. But I was like, deep down, do I really believe it? Because why am I so afraid of death? Right? And again, being afraid of death doesn't mean you're not a Christian. You aren't, you know, you aren't saved. It just means that God still has to work on that in you. And I saw him work on that in me. And it took, you know, probably 20 years to overcome that. And for some people, it may be overcome in two minutes. But that doesn't mean that any one of our faith isn't real. It's just that we're all on a different journey. So again, we don't compare. But I want to ask you, do you really believe in the resurrection? Or is it just something that you, has been passed down to you? Is it just something that's tradition? So you just go with the flow? Is it something that maybe part of you is holding on to your own doubts, but you 99% believe? Like, admit those things. Admit them to God so that he can come in and work on it. Like, we don't have to be afraid to say, well, you know what? I don't know if I've really believed it. Because right now is the moment where you can say, oh my goodness, yes, I truly do believe it. Because if we truly believe the resurrection, why are we not shouting it from the rooftops? Why are we not living like we do? Why are we so stressed and anxious and putting all of our security in the things of this earth? If we truly believe in the resurrection, we should be living so differently than the rest of this world, that we should just be like, you know, spewing Jesus wherever we go. Like people see the light of Christ in us. We don't even have to say his name. They'll see it in us. Like it says, I love that verse in Acts where it talks about the disciples and it says they were unschooled, ordinary men. But the people recognized they had been with Jesus. People will recognize us if we have been with Jesus. People recognize us by what we believe because what we believe shapes our attitude, our actions, our behaviors. It shapes everything we do. Our whole demeanor changes when we are truly 
looking to the cross. And so do you truly believe the resurrection? Like sit down today and be like, wait, let me, let me, you know, recap this gospel. Sit down, go read your Bible again. Remember and ask yourself, do I truly believe that I'm going to heaven one day, not because of anything I do, but because of what Jesus did? And if there's any bit of doubt, if there's any bit of uncertainty, now is the moment where you can say, Lord, maybe I haven't believed fully. Maybe I haven't allowed you to transform all of me. But right now I submit, I surrender every piece of my soul to you. And I will 100% guarantee you that if you truly believe that your life is going to be changed from this moment on. 100%. The power of the resurrection, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of Jesus on that cross overcoming death for us changes everything. So I want nothing more than every person who comes in contact with this podcast this weekend or beyond because this will be up for however long. Maybe it'll be months. Maybe it'll be years from now. Whatever it is. That every person who listens to this will have a fresh, new view of the power of the resurrection. And let's celebrate. Let's not walk around like despondent and uh, complaining Israelites, right? Let's not walk around like we're, we're despondent and we're in despair. We have Jesus. We have Jesus. We know the truth. Let's live like it. Time is short. Live with the power of the Holy Spirit. Live with the power of the cross. Be bold. Be so bold for Christ. This world is passing away. Our lives are passing away. But what is forever? Our eternity with God. Praise be the Lord. So I hope this encourages you today. Pass this one on to a friend. Pass this one on because I want every single person out there, whether they've never heard the name of Jesus or they've heard it so many times that it's almost become just a household name. I want every single person to hear this message, to know the power of the cross this Resurrection Sunday. So I hope this encouraged you. Have a wonderful and beautiful, blessed Resurrection Day. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus' name. I'll shine the dark and let me see.